Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Everybody, welcome back to Space Punks episode number six. Today, I'm going to speak with you um, about myself and about where Space Punks came about, and basically like an introduction to everything that's going to be happening in the next um, five million episodes that we're going to be doing. Okay, so I guess where I should start off is where I became interested in space, space flight. Um, everything that kind of started me in this realm of craziness that is the cosmos. But before we start this conversation and a deeper look into my life and why I absolutely love space, uh, I'd like to thank you for checking out this podcast. It's a new thing to me, and I'm sure over time it'll improve and there'll be some really cool guests on. I have some stuff lined up already. So let's fast forward to the space shuttle era. Um, well, actually, let's not fast forward yet. Let's rewind. Let's rewind back to um, the initial moon landings and how important they were to America and uh, important to me as a child to give me something to kind of shoot for, shoot the moon, and, um, you know, give me a hero. You know, like all those guys that went to the moon, they were absolute heroes. They were world-renowned heroes to every single person on the planet. Even if it didn't mean anything to you, you knew who these people were. You knew that they did something extraordinary and they put their lives on the line and they did something absolutely crazy that none of us regular people would ever do. They're superheroes. And when I saw those people when I was a kid, oh man, it sparked something absolutely insane in my brain and I wanted to do that. I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to soar to the heavens like my heroes and I wanted to follow everything that they did. I got the Time magazines with them on the covers. I got coloring books, you know, everything that I could find that had a spaceman on it. I had a spaceman costume and I wanted to be a hero. I wanted to be a superhero like those guys. They were real life superheroes. We didn't need Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, Anybody else. We just needed these real people in their space uniforms going to other places in our galaxy. They went to the freaking moon. That was amazing. So that got me turned on to everything. And, you know, from there, let's uh, let's skip forward to the 80s now. Space shuttles and NASA was still huge. And, you know, they still had a, a pretty big budget and they were doing cool stuff. 
And we'd see, you know, like these gigantical space shuttles take off. And it was a news event every time it happened. It wasn't just like a five-second teaser clip in the middle of the weather or some, you know, in between a sports clip or whatever. It was something that actually meant something because people were doing amazing things. So we'd watch it on the news and I'd always watch, you know, try to catch the highlights at, at night and I'd bug my mom and dad. I thought it happened every night, you know, but of course, you know, it didn't, but, um, they'd go up to the space station, which was really cool. And I was interested in, uh, not just the, the hero aspect of it anymore. I was interested in a little bit more sciencey things. You know, I would gaze up at the stars and wonder what, what those little dots were. And I, I'd see the planets moving in the sky, and I didn't know they were planets. I thought they were all stars. So I got star charts and started finding an interest in a little bit of astronomy here and there. And um, and then I, I moved forward from that, my super interest in space. I always wanted a telescope, but I never got one because we didn't have much money. So I never had the opportunity to get my own telescope. I'd use binoculars and look at the moon, and that was really cool. And then I transitioned from that phase of my life towards another phase, which was high school, the end of uh, middle school in America here. And um, I transformed into this angsty youth teenager who started liking to rebel against things that were normal. And um, I was still a nerd. I was always and always will be a nerd at heart. And I'm an absolute geek as far as um, astronomy goes, but in that time, I didn't have anything to latch on to, and I found punk rock music. And punk rock music, because geeks like me weren't cool, and nerds were pocket protectors, big rim glasses, they weren't cool either. So I attached myself to punk rock music, and through that music, I found some really interesting people. They had very open minds about society and how the inner workings of humanity worked but not only that they were interested in science as well they were interested in asking questions that were difficult for me to answer and they were um putting out ideas and um interesting ways and perceptions that i wasn't used to and i thought that was really cool questioning everything and i always i always question everything so I found a group of people that I could hang out with and they didn't judge me, which was really important to me at that point. And, you know, I, I continued hanging out with the punk rock kids and we got picked on all the time because we were weird and we wore Doc Martens and we wore chains and spiked our hair. And I was also a skateboarder and an artist. So all that stuff combined together made us like made me a real big outcast and people used to fight me in high school and um so i kind of dug deeper and deeper into studies of astronomy and um at that point i had some friends that were interested in it so we kind of got a little club together and we talk about it um and then i my life kind of took a turn i got really into skateboarding and when I got into skateboarding, I got into the competitive side of it, um, because there were just weirdos back then. It's not like it is now where there's really, you know, people making millions and millions of dollars and all these athletes that are getting sponsored by Mountain Dew and Red Bull and things like that. Uh, they were real outcasts and they're weirdos, man. And 
I got really into that. I thought that was cool. That scene was really fun. And you could, there was a reason to go someplace. I was from a small town, so going someplace was completely foreign to me. You know, going to a different city or uh, just for an activity that I enjoyed. So I'd travel around all over the place. You know, I went to New York City, I went to Toronto, I went to uh, Florida, California, I went to the Midwest, and I'm talking about in the United States here. And um, it was a real passion of mine. And because of that, I, I kind of put the astronomy stuff on the back burner because it, it kind of fueled the next, uh, I don't know, probably 10 years of my life, skateboarding did. So I was in this punk rock skateboarding scene, and I still loved astronomy deep down inside. I was just kind of, it was just there. You know, it wasn't really something that I was studying. It was just something that was kind of just in the back of my brain that I really loved, but I didn't, I couldn't focus on it because I was working on something else at that time. Now, um, well, let's get past that, you know, skateboarding teenage thing and mid-20s, early 30s. Um, life, you know, like about that time, life catches up to you and you have jobs and things. And But I was always looking up. I was always looking up at the sky at night and counting the stars. And I was still wondering, you know, what are those things up there? I know they're stars and I know what the planets were at that point because I could, I could pick them out of a, you know, out of a, a million little dots in the sky. But what's further than that? You know, and I, I'd always, I'd always wonder that, but I never had the means um, to really dig into it. I didn't have the time, and you know, you, you put all these constraints on yourself, you know, time and other pressures and things, and you're doing work, and when you get home from work, you're tired. But you know, there's really, you know, there's really no excuse to not understand what's out there if you're really interested in it. And I took that for granted for a long time, but I never did. You know, I never bought a telescope of my own so I could study on my own, and I never had the, um, I never put forth the initiative to go do it. And then, on a fateful day, I looked on Craigslist. It was amazing. I found a 12-inch Dobsonian from a local guy, and he sold it to me for what I think was dirt cheap at the time. And it was the most amazing, influential purchase of my life. I spent countless, 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 countless really cold nights out on the back patio, staring through an eyepiece, looking for planets, dragged it up the front yard, hoping to see different planets at different times of night. And then I saw Jupiter. Jupiter with two moons changed my life absolutely changed my life now the whole time that i was out there doing astronomy things and observing and looking for globular clusters in my 12 inch dobsonian i also ran a uh, online space news site called spaceindustrynews.com which is still available now and i've been doing it since 2012 and it continues to grow and uh, for a while, it picked up a lot of steam, and now it's pretty steady. It's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm really excited about it. There's a lot of cool things that I can do with it that I can't do with the audio medium, but with the podcast medium, I feel like I have more of a conversation, and I'm not 
as much of a reporter as I am on space industry news. It's pretty structured over there. So I continue to skateboard, and I continue to listen to punk rock music every day. I continue the spirit of do-it-yourself. You build your own things. You, If you want to learn something, you have to go out and learn it. Um, you have to actually go out and do it. And, you know, as much as you can sit in front of your computer and look at great, amazing images from Hubble of the planets and of the cosmos, there's nothing like going out there and seeing it for yourself. So if there's a local astronomy club or if you can find a cheap telescope, go do it. Go out and take an adventure. Go backpacking with the telescope and just go view some really cool stuff. So that just about wraps it up for me today. And I hope you enjoyed this little conversation that I had. And I hope you uh, get where I'm coming from now. And if, you know, you want to go do some cool stuff... There's no reason why you shouldn't. Go enjoy the outdoors and enjoy the camaraderie of other astronomers and amateurs out there because it's a really cool community and there are a lot of great people involved. Thanks again for listening. Please subscribe. Please share this to anybody that you find would be interested in it. And remember that the only limit is your imagination. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Okay, so why do people love my Total Body Bar workouts? Because they work. My clients get an amazing workout and great results. I'm Andrea Rogers, professional dancer and trainer, and my Extend Bar classes are fun, only 30 minutes, and proven to help you get sculpted, lean, and strong. And right now, you can stream my Extend Bar classes for free on the Beachbody On Demand app. See how effective these workouts truly are. Start for free today at Beachbody.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.